Greetings, friends. I'm your host, Mr. Josh. Welcome to High Form Family's Talk Story to Me. You are now tuned in to our nine-episode superhero short story anthology, Triumphant. Please enjoy this fifth episode, Nurture. Get down! The invader's chrono signature is anomalous. What's that mean exactly? Based on my spectromatic analysis, they are the remnant weapons from the Sanguine Continuum. Behold the dawn of a new Sanguine Continuum! Shut up! You mean these bots are from a different time? I hate time travel. Also, it's illegal. Criminals are not known for their proclivity towards legality, Commander. Get down! Keeper 990, what's our status? Cloaking array is holding, and our sensors read the Thalmatos' route is still in the Citadel on our direct flight path. Excellent. Director, why could we not simply land upon the Citadel itself? Estelle is not the most powerful of sentient planets. But it is the most in control. It simply wouldn't let us. However, the Jayanot cyberbionic imprint is disrupting its terror communication as desired. Proceed. What hit us? It looks like a superhero? Uh, I forgot how common superheroes are again in this time. Duke has engaged the invaders. By himself? Ha! Ha! Commander! What is it, cause? News from the front lines. Invaders are disabling our forces with neural distortion rays and paralytic explosives. So they're not killing us? Estelle, is this true? Watch it! It is. I'm having a harder time concentrating and didn't notice. But yes. Nobody has been killed in this war. They must know. Know what? I grow stronger when organic beings shed fresh blood on my soil. Other sentient planets exploit this effect, but I do not. We have no violent wars here amongst ourselves. The fresh spilling of blood is a rarity, and I reject energizing powers every time to prevent developing a thirst. Our enemies knew Estelle was a feeding syndrome, but didn't know she doesn't feed. Still, this is a well thought- Duke! Are you what passes for a superhero on this planet? <laughs> I've tangled with legends. You are a child's attraction. Fly away, birdie. They're obviously headed towards the Citadel for the Thamatos route. You can stop them, Estelle, but you're gonna have to feed on Duke. He's already dead, but the feeding window hasn't passed. Since you don't feed, that should be enough of a charge for you to slow them down while we make a plan. I cannot. 
too. Estelle, what do you think happens after they get to the root? They won't need any of us alive anymore. This is the only way. <laughs> this chip planet's fighting back. You must be feeding on the dead hero. Drop cloaking and strain the power coils. We've come too far now. That bored us maybe five minutes. On Sakul, we do not idolize the reverence for death. Death is our god. Dying and killing for the right reasons are a form of worship. The galaxy ostracizes us for embracing this basic truth, even as they depend upon our faith in it. Wavelength? Where are you going? To live a life of any value requires that one be prepared to take the lives which do not share that value. <sighs> Fredin' Sakulians. She's trusting me to choose what's right over what I prefer. Go. Assist her. I give you my word. I will feed to protect the lives of our people. As you wish. Goodbye, Commander Luva. The privilege has been mine. On me. This planet is fighting back. But once we have the Thaumatos root in hand, it'll be the final piece we need to decode the Sanguine Report and discover the location of the Infinity Point. After that, well, we'll either control everything or destroy it in the process. You will not leave this place. I will not lose my people or the root to the likes of you. It's no, no. She somehow sprouted the root and accelerated its growth. There are way more people here than I realized. And it doesn't help these Jayanauts keep interfering. Incoming! Looks like a ship? Everyone, on board so I can finish them. There's not enough time! I have absorbed enough blood to affect the gravitic time dilation. I'll freeze all of the invaders. Just long enough for you to board. But no time for arguments, Commander. We've got to go. It must have <laughs> drained all your reserves to hold us in place for 19 hours like this. Even if we can't get the root now, once your hold breaks, we're gonna rip you apart, piece by piece, until you're nothing but chunks of broken memory that not even the dying stars will recognize. I am tired, but I am not done. Fire at will, Commander. What was that? on Estelle. We weaken them as directed. Heal up so we can land for a counterattack and get rid of these invaders once and for all. Live a full life, Commander. The ship you are on is actually the core of a budding planet. Its name is Tavia. Tavia contains all the essence of me. 
but will be distinctly its own entity. I will be a mere echo in its meadows. Still, I, I don't understand. Look through the viewports, Luva. Our rooms were filled with keepers we didn't even know about. This was not a random attack. This was the mounting place of their war upon the universe. A war no one shall ever reference, for I have averted it. You all are headed to a new star system, where you can begin clear and free. What are you gonna do? Implode our moods to fold the lives of the keepers there into my growing well of power. No one will see these keepers or the forbidden Jayonats ever again. Then, I'm collapsing the system entirely. Commander Luva, Tavia is your planet now. Lord Odd, beware the coming storm. Estelle sacrificed itself in a cacophonous vortex of deletion, eventually burning itself out into the wispy, prismatic embers of solitude. Tavia, newborn yet grown, capable yet unrealized, drifted in orbit for two more days gestating its imminent purpose before blossoming as a complete sentient planet. The timing was critical as Tavia's denizens needed intense medical care, which it could now provide. Hyperforce's battle skirt, the one wavelength found on her planet Sakul, which buoyed her telekinetic control beyond that of traditional Sakulians, twinkled beneath Tavia's fresh sunlight. Wavelength tarried one day more to assist the grieving Commander Luva before boarding a small ship in Tavia's hold to head directly to Lord Odd. She had no idea what the coming storm was, but knew if they were Estelle's dying words, they must at all costs be here. I want to be a hero, though I hear the darkness calling, but I will not hang up, no. I will keep on talking, because the pain you know, it is part of the gig, man. Because the pain you know It is part of the gig, man If you can't take the pain You're not ready to be a hero I do not like the pain, but I want to be a hero If you can't take the pain You're not ready to be a hero I do not like the pain, but I want to be a hero So I find Against villains my complexities I fight on. won't be back by so my I inabilities. Fight on. Millions of traumas only be I broken. Fight on. My peace is so 
time fun. for you. The producers uh, for this show are Josh Evans, Stephanie Evans, Stephen Evans, Nicole Evans, DeCrystal Evans, David Evans, and James Ward. The associate producer for this show is Demetrius Holt. The writer for this episode, Nurture, is Josh Evans. The composers for Nurture are Stephen Evans and Josh Evans. The vocal talents in this episode, by order of appearance, are London Jackson, Kira Brown, Richard Sutton, Andrew Lander, Anna, and Chad Singleton, with Bridget Bianca as our closing narrator. The triumphant theme song, Fight On, is performed by Aaron Daniels. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And remember, no matter what happens, fight on. It doesn't matter how long it's taking for me to get to this moment. Yeah. I'm here, tired, powerful, wise, smart, and flexible, and I find on.